The We Are Dog Nation podcast reports and opinions are not those of UGA. This is not yet an official podcast of the University of Georgia. This is the We Are Dog Nation podcast. I'm your host, Nation, and that's short for Dog Nation. And all dogs take the field and curb stomp. The Arkansas Razorbacks by the score of 37 to 10, leaving bacons, bacon bits, and pork rinds all over the field. It felt so good to see our dogs take the field because there's been a big question mark, to say the least, with all this COVID-19 stuff going on. Will we have a season? It got pushed back one time. Would it get pushed back again? Would it be canceled? And the Seattle Dogs go out in this very trying time and take the field and everybody's healthy. It was a good sight to see. Start off a little shaky there. We got it going. Push some things up. But hey. Now I know last time I came on the podcast here. I started talking about I went down to the third scrimmage and I saw DeJuan Mathis, how good he looked. And I was shocked to say the least. What I saw on Saturday. Because I, I like that was not the same player I saw in practice. And so halfway through the second quarter, Curry, hey, I got to make a switch. Work some things, switch some things up. I'm glad he did. And as we all saw, he put him back in the game once the game was handled because hindsight is 2020. I mean, he hasn't had he has not had a live snap since 2018 when he was playing in high school. Brain surgery last year, I think it's very well documented, uh, well talked about, and so he couldn't have no live snaps last year. So to come out and start the first game of the season little too much. I mean, some guys can, as a true freshman or redshirt freshman with no uh, playing time since high school, can come out there and ball out right away. Some can't. It's kind of rare when when you can, but I think he's still very talented. He's one of those that got to get brought along slowly and get him reps in game by game, situation by situation. He'll get up to speed, and who knows, come 2021, be in position to possibly start, but I tell you what, that quarterback room is very fierce. And Carson Beck is not backing down. You got Brock Vandergriff coming in next season. He's a five-star quarterback. He's not backing down. So it's going to be good, pretty good, and pretty intense to see to see at least. But I tell you what, I gotta say this. I gotta say it because I'm sitting there, and uh, when I see Thesson Bennett come in, and I got to be honest with y'all. My heart kind of dropped like, oh, no. Because I thought I was going to bring in Carson Beck. I really did. And I said, oh, no. Okay. Okay. Let's see what he got. And he did extremely well. Played two quarters. 
200 yards passing, two touchdowns, a two-point conversion scramble. I mean, he did really well. He looked really comfortable. He looked really good. He made really good decisions. He took care of the football. Hey, you know, and it's, it's, of all this talk about all the quarterbacks, right? And I got to at least say for myself, what I've heard, I heard a lot about DeJuan Masters, heard a lot about Carson Beck, heard a lot about JT Daniel, who, by the way, just got cleared as of yesterday, just in case you didn't know. And he will be playing against Auburn or be able to play against Auburn. I didn't hear many people talking about Stetson Bennett. And he just kind of forgotten about, at least on my behalf, kind of forgotten about. And he came out and really played well. And wouldn't that be something, the guy we all forgot of this, not say we, I'm saying me, I forgot about and kind of pushed off to the side and said whatever. Wouldn't that be something, he'd be the one who have a really great season? Man. So he, he did a a wonderful, wonderful job. So hats off to him and Let's see what happens Saturday night. I'm looking forward to it. I'm not sure whether or not JT Daniel is going to start or not. Uh, Kirby said he has to earn a starting job. And he'll be competition. He's going to compete. But no, we'll see. You know, I am I am kind of intrigued by the JT Daniel uh, pickup and him playing because not just because he was a five-star quarterback. I mean, class of 2018, he was the third highest-ranked quarterback coming out in that class right behind Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence, uh, who are all five stars as well. But what kind of intrigues me, well, number one, you already had your first year of uh, college football, 14 interceptions, I'm sorry, excuse me, 14 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, which is not ideal, but you get better with time goes on once you get the, you get the experience. But, you know, Todd Munkin, our new offensive coordinator who has been around different offenses and having great success and having number one offense as offensive coordinator when he was with the Bucks here not too long ago and when he was a coach at Southern Miss he had a 4,000 yard pass and two 1,000 yard rushers and I'm like he has and great success at Oklahoma State finished in the top five whatever in offense so he's really good offense and for him to in a way, single out and say, I want Todd, he wanted JT Daniel. And something that he sees there, he believes that it can fit his system, he can put up some good numbers. So that part kind of intrigues me. Like, okay, what is the offense going to look like with JT Daniel at the helm if he starts? Because I'm not writing out Thessalon Bennett, not doing that anymore because he did such a wonderful job. I mean, that he could have threw 300 yards against Arkansas had he played a whole entire game, you know? So, we'll see, but that does kind of intrigue me. Just a little. And, and, and hats off to Arkansas. I mean, uh, they fought hard. They gave it a good game at first. And, like I said, pulled some things away. They even scored, you know. Uh, we had a, a, a mix-up and got our position. They scored on us. But, you know, that team's going to be tough. They're going to get better. Although they came in on a 19 SEC uh, losing game streak, uh, Sam Pittman is going to do a great job over there. And for those who don't, don't know who Sam Pittman is, he spent the last four years at Georgia as an offensive line coach, who's some of the best talent in the country to come there. 
We're doing the officer lineup and just doing a really great job. And I hate to see him go because he was such a great part of Georgia and, and getting us back to national uh, powerhouse status and get us right there on the brink of being national champion. So, um, just a great guy. Just a great guy. But guess what? Great as he is, he had to get all the smoke too. He had to get all that work. Well, there was no holding back on him and he's going to continue to prove the head coach and continue to get players in there and develop them and he's going to be just fine. I wish him all the best. Except when we play Georgia or something he try to recruit against Georgia and then I, I don't wish him anything good come his way. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, they fall hard. And I think with them knowing they not having a SEC win in 19 games, I don't even know how many years, what's that, two and a half years? But geez, well, well, probably what, 2017? Because you think with eight last year, eight year before that. So yeah, 2017, that's ridiculous. The last time they won an SEC game. So yeah, they was they was trying to get their first win. Matter of fact, when their cornerbacks was like, we're going to beat Georgia uh, this weekend. Okay, you're supposed to say that, but that's not going to happen, kid. And you see it didn't happen. But, you know, like I said, we had to go out there and give them that work. Be the bacon bits and the pork rinds all over in the pork chops and everything. Anything pork, we left it on the field. We took care of Arkansas and on to the next. And this Saturday, we got a really big challenge how we handle Auburn. So looking forward to that. But a couple wanna highlight a couple people here and what I saw saw and get into my dumb of the moment. That is Always gonna stick around, but I like the way Zeus ran the ball in the second half. He had like 68 yards rushing in the second half, especially once the passing game got running. He looked, uh, he was, he was moving the ball there some. I like to see James Cook get a little more involved, but like I said, we'll see about next week. Maybe they held some things back. I don't know, but we'll see about come Saturday night. And one thing I want to say, instead of trying to go into details, I'm just gonna say it and keep going. George Pickens really great. All right, next. Uh, <laughs> Jermaine Burton, the true freshman, uh, had a couple of missed assignments out there, but he's very explosive. He's going to be he's gonna be very good. For that young man to come in as a true freshman and start, uh, says something, and I think he's going to be very dynamic. I can't wait to see how he performs on the field this year. I'm really excited about him. And so I think he can be this version of, this year's version of George Pickens. Um, really excited about him. And, and Darnell Washington, the first, you know, this is the first year that college football has allowed to wear number zero. And our number zero is Darnell Washington, all six foot eight, 265 pounds of them. There's a video I'm going to post on my podcast page, and I'll tell you about that more a little later. Um, it went kind of, went kind of viral in him the Bulldog community of him blocking the defensive lineman for Arkansas with like his elbow or something like that, or it's like one hand and knocks the guy down on his back. I'm like, wow, that dude will be a problem. And the big time catch he got for big yardage uh, at that game. Once you learn, once you get him uh, and, and help me involved, he's gonna be a problem. Oh, he's gonna be a serious problem. So. Before I get out of here, a couple things I want to do. The gift they keep on giving. 
I'm going to keep on doing my dummy of the moment. That's not going to stop. The gift that keep on giving, the Florida Gators. You big dummy. You big dummy. You big dummy. You big dummy. I am sitting here getting out my car. This is Sunday afternoon. You know, before I go there, you know, there's a saying, and it's, and it's very true. The saying is the team takes on the personality of a coach. And apparently, the personality of the coach has overtaken their fan base. I'm walking into Publix Sunday afternoon, give me, give me something to eat real quick because. NFL Sunday, game zone, etc. Right? You want watch, watch some games here. And I'm walking in, heading toward in Publix, and there's a guy walking out of Publix, and he says, Are y'all ready for them gators? Say what? That's that's not your line, sir. And, matter of fact, and this is what and him saying that to me reminded me of this. You ever see somebody lose a fight and talk like they won? That's my dad. <laughs> like after he got knocked out, he's like, you good? Are you good now? I said, dad, I don't think that's your lines. I think the winners say that. I think the guy who won say that. You, you just lay down for a second and let him finish his speech. I think you got up too fast anyway. You're going to be dizzy. That's not your line, sir. Georgia has beaten Florida the last three years by a score of 102 to 41. So you mean to tell me you go out and you beat up a Ole Miss team with a new head coach in Lane Kiffin, who, uh, who's a very good coach, but they don't have a defense yet? They, 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 they not, are you kidding me? They don't have talent on their team yet, and you go out and you beat up on Ole Miss, who, by the way, scored 35 points on y'all? And you're, you're talking trash to me? Because you beat Ole Miss, and then Cal Pitts, they asked him, the tight end, he's, he's, he's all there, he's very good, not taking anything away from him, but they asked him, how does it feel that now that y'all have, you know, jumped over Georgia's latest polls and say, you know, I'm not surprised, and it's about time, uh, and, you know, we surpassed them and talking about how now they're the favorites when they're the favorites to win the SEC. Okay. Oh, okay. You gonna y'all gonna keep on talking? Providing bulletin board material. First, 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 a coach says y'all gonna go 15 and 0. Gonna go undefeated. Then one of your wide receivers said we're gonna win the SEC. Clowns. All of them. Clowns, clowns, clowns. C-L-O-W-N-S. 
excuse me, capital C-L-O-W-N-S. No, excuse me, capital C, capital L, capital O, capital W, capital N, capital S, explanation point, explanation point, explanation point, clowns. Every last one of y'all talk like y'all have been winning the past three years. We're going to beat y'all this year. You said that last year. When we had that blunder against South Carolina last year, they ain't ready for us. Everybody picked Florida. And that same team with that same quarterback and the same wide receivers and the same running backs and tailbacks or whatever didn't score a touchdown to the fourth quarter. And we didn't have much of an offense last year. You better hope our offense is not that well doing that great because if it is, dogs by 30 this year. Yes, I said it. Or at least 20. Anyway, dummy for the moment. And this is not the first time Florida was a dummy for the moment. And it will not be the last time. I'm pretty sure because stupidity runs deep in Gainesville. That's for sure. It must be something in the water. Yes, I said it. I said what I said. Anyway, I got to give out the game ball to the man who I, who I even doubted. Well, two game balls, really. The game ball goes out to Stetson Bennett. 200 yards uh, passing, two touchdown passes, a two-point conversion on the scramble. And also the game ball goes out to that horn tie defense. Boy, with that defense, a couple of adjustments, let one big play go. But defense looked good, and the streak continues. There has not been a rushing touchdown against that defense since 2018. So let's see how long this streak goes. Can we go two years in a row in a rushing touchdown by our running back? Hope so. Believe so. Believe so. So game balls, Stetson Bennett, Stetson, the mailman Bennett, and the whole entire Georgia defense. If this is your first time, this is my third season talking about Georgia football and after the game and stuff and going on two and a half years of me doing this podcast, I really, really, really appreciate you guys listening, been with me from day one and those who latched on along the way. I appreciate you coming back, listening over and over again. I appreciate you guys reaching out to me. Uh, let me know, give me feedback about it. I really, really do appreciate it with all the bottom of my heart. Um, I even looked on my podcast page and kind of see where everybody's at and where all the listeners are coming from across the country and across the world. And to my wonderful surprise, it jumped up. I'm now, this podcast is now being heard in 14 different countries from Germany to Zambia to Dominican Republic to Mexico to Japan to Australia to Russia, Brazil. Brazil, Ireland, United Kingdom, Canada, Sweden, France, and the good old U.S. of A. I can't tell you how humble I am behind this, how grateful I am behind this. I must be doing something right that you guys keep listening on a regular basis. I really appreciate it. I I, I never thought doing this podcast that I started up because I had something to say about Georgia football and my way we was going. And I wanted to get it on record to say I said this and I see this for our program. I see it coming. I never thought that I'll be in so far 14 different countries being listened to. I I, I thank you. I thank you. I, for those who serve in the military and who over there, uh, 
Paulin the Dog and Fallen Podcast and listen to Hate. Stay safe, praying for you for your safe return. And uh thank you for listening. And those in different countries just happen to be dog fans or just moved out of the states or whatever. Reason why I brought you to the podcast, I just want to thank you with all my heart. If you haven't already, subscribe to the channel. Uh, I'm on Twitter at We Are Dog Nation. Uh, you can type in at Dog Nation 17, the number 17, and that's my Twitter handle. Uh, Instagram, We Are Dog Nation, one word. It was We Are Dog Nation on my Facebook page, but I'm not going to get into it. They said something about. I had to change the name of it because I guess I was getting people trying to post it and, and tagging me into my Facebook page or something of another. Anyway, they asked me to change it, so I changed it from We Are Dog Nation on Facebook to Will Dog Nation. So it's still We Are Dog Nation, still all Georgia Bulldog stuff. Um, and then I created a pod, a, a, a Facebook page called We Are Dog Nation Podcast. And so that's what I was talking about. I'm going to post uh, the video of uh, Darnell Washington knocking down that Arkansas defense alignment. But so far, over 250 folks have liked the page, and I just created it last last Friday. So, um, very, 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 very grateful uh, for that. Uh, for all you guys are like the page, so if you haven't already, go ahead and follow the page. We are Donation Podcast. And I'll be posting a podcast on there as well. Feel free to share and tell folks about it. As always, I'm just so grateful, but I just can't say that enough. But we got a task ahead of ourselves. 7.30, Saturday night, Sanford Stadium, Dooley Field. I'm going Georgia 38. And we're going to get the Auburn Tigers. I'm sorry. Too much respect. The Auburn, Auburn Kittens. Kittens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Auburn Kittens. 13 points. And the streak lives on. No rushing touchdowns allowed by that defense. Let's continue the streak. Let's get another victory. Let's get better. Until then, have a great Bulldog day great bulldog week and see y'all for sure god willing next sunday we are down this podcast until then go dogs sick Woo!